for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and future titan for today, Bruce Betts. Bruce, thanks so much. Really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. Thanks, Greg. Really excited about this one. I know everybody's in anticipation uh, for this, so I'd love to just dive right into the series of questions for everybody to get to know Bruce a little bit better, if that's all right. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'll lose the glasses. It is bright out here. <laughs> These lights are pretty bright, everybody, so there was a reason for that. Not just Bruce looking really cool. So, um, No, that was an important part of it. Okay. Okay. I, I hear you, I hear you. So uh, let's just go right into it, Bruce. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm broker owner of Remax Advantage for the last, uh, this is our 21st year. Gosh. <clears throat> I was with uh, Joe Clement for 11 years prior to that. Okay. And um, I was with another company, we'll get into that later, just a little bit before that. But um, prior to that, gosh, I grew up on the west coast of Florida, traveled a lot. Uh, ended up here in Colorado and um, met my wife in 1983, Sharon. Okay, yeah. We got married in 84, decided better get serious about a career. So that's, that's a little bit of background. So that's, so what led you into real estate, Bruce? Because you have a phenomenal relationship, not only in our marketplace, but as an industry leader. So what was that looking like for you from the beginning to today? Well, <clears throat> first I think... The only thing that qualifies me as a titan might be that I survived all these years. <laughs> There's some but humility here, everybody. That that we've, um, very modest, Bruce, very modest. In my younger days, <clears throat> beginning around the high school time, all I wanted to do was play guitar. So I played guitar for a living okay. for most of my adult life. I did not know that. Until I got to be um, about your age, not okay. that quite. But uh, then the only job offer I had, we traveled around a lot, worked mm -hmm. for an agent out of Chicago. Okay. Kept us working all the time. Wow. And we played in Colorado Springs once in a while. Um, met some folks here, got a job offer at uh, Bob Pincus selling cars. Um, gave about a year's notice that I was going to leave the band. Wow. Sold cars for a while, then eventually had my own little car lot. Uh, started getting into racing cars, which is something I always wanted to do. So it was sell enough cars to keep the race car on the track. You know, mm -hmm. that was the goal. Wow. Well, and then one day Sharon walked in the car lot and things started changing. Okay. So then, as I said, we got married in 84. I sold that little car lot. Um, a friend of mine suggested real estate. Hmm. And um, I'd, I owned a house, you know, at that point. And um, so then I started... Uh, wholesaling cars and this was what I did as I was going to real estate school getting ready to do real estate wow. so in wholesaling cars it was a daily route of dealer to dealer to dealer and people that know that understand the whole program sure <clears throat> go to the car auction at least once a week so and then I got into real estate uh, full-time when uh, Sharon was pregnant with our first child okay so Funny part of that story, well, Sharon has a son from a previous marriage. Okay. He's a realtor on my team, Dave Price. I have a son from a previous marriage. He's a realtor in our office. Many of you know Kevin Betts. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I got into real estate, Sharon was pregnant uh, with our son, Mike. And I went to 
joined this other national firm. There was about 120 people there at the time. They had four offices here then. And they said, well, you have to go to our training. Well, okay. So at training, they said, you're going to need to plan on about six months before you have your first clothing. Wow. Uh, it's not going to work for me. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. That's not happening. So anyway, I got off to a running start and did uh, very well, fortunately, right off. And, and what did what do you uh, contribute some of that success to? I mean, at the beginning, you know what I mean? What were you... Probably fear at that point okay. in time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a motivator, everybody. Yeah. Sharon's like, no. <laughs> I I really don't know. I mean, it, as far back as I can remember, I've always worked hard at whatever I was doing. Love it. Um, <clears throat> when I was a kid in school, I would... Um, I started delivering newspapers. You know, I started that before I had a driver's license. I'd sit in the back rolling newspapers, and then I took over that route. When I had a driver's license, I'd deliver about twelve or thirteen hundred newspapers per day wow. in the afternoon after school. So I would drive distracted, rolling newspapers from <laughs> out of both sides. Multitasking. Exactly. Here we go. Driving with my knee and doing all that. <clears throat> but it, I and then, you know, playing in bands on the weekends at that point just. I always wanted to be doing something. My father was a hard worker. Mm. Um, I guess I picked it up from him. Uh, both my brothers went to, I have two brothers, they're twins. Okay. Um, both uh, engineers, uh, master's degrees, and wow. I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> Different master's degree, That's different right. doctorate. I got in real estate. Yeah. <clears throat> degree of uh, hard knocks on the street. Yes. But, um, so anyway. Um, that's kind of how I got started okay. in real estate and it became it was important um, for me to do well but but very quickly it became important uh, to help people okay because that's what this is really all about um, many of us have noted that but um, that's what we do <clears throat> if if money is your motivator in this business not it. it's not gonna work out all that well yeah um, if you're in this business to help people, that's good. Well said, Bruce. And I, I think that there's there's a, a beautiful tale to that uh, progression in your career to where you're at now and what you've accomplished. So this is a great segue into the next question, which is, what's your why, Bruce? I mean, what motivates you to do what you do to the level that you do it at? There's still that fear of Sharon. Okay. <laughs> hey, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. You made this possible right here. No, it's... Um, <clears throat> And then I might add, after after our son Mike was born, okay, uh, he's a software guy here in town. Uh, our daughter Stephanie was born. Uh, she works here in our office part time. She also is a salesperson for a commercial cleaning contractor, and um, she does really well. Great that we have all our family here. So just want to touch on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the why uh, just becomes helping people. And so, as I went through those years at at Remax Properties with Joe, and Joe's a great leader mm -hmm. and mentor. Um, and really the key there, and, and I may come back to it again later, sure. that really helped my career grow was I, I was surrounded by people that were better than me. Wow. Surround your, whatever you're doing, whether it's business, whether it's uh, your faith, it's your family, it's a, some sport that you compete in. Mm -hmm. um, you play better tennis when you play with better tennis players, right? Well said. Um, Justin Hermes knows that and he was a pro you know yeah. and still probably is but um, it's important surround yourself with people that are better than you are so that's what I really learned um, 
when I came to Remax first in 1987. Okay. And um, so, so then it becomes helping your clients. Mm -hmm. And those terrible years that we went through here, um, do the research or call me, I've got the numbers. 1987 through 1990, our real estate market was on a tumble. I mean, serious wow. downturn, much worse than, that was kids play we saw 10 years ago. Wow. This was brutal. Unreal. And so it was more important than to help people because we became known as the foreclosure capital of the world. So we got people that are literally buried in their homes. Hmm. And so you learn how to help people. That becomes your number one goal. And, and so then, as I <clears throat> progressed, and it, at, uh, at some point, eventually, the thought came to uh, have our own Remax franchise. <clears throat> and when we looked at the numbers, that made no sense at all. Right. <laughs> Which is funny, right? <laughs> it, yeah. And, <clears throat> but it became a step of faith. We prayed about a lot. We just became convinced that this is what God wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And so we did it. And um, I, we still have people with us today in our company that joined us in those first couple months we were open. It's really awesome. And, and it's just grown, you know, I, I truly believe God has grown this company because I'm not smart enough to do it. So uh, he does that. <laughs> right. um, so the why now is, is not just helping clients, which I still do, sell and list, but helping other brokers, you know, whether it be brand new brokers, experienced brokers. We have, we call it the skill series classes, if you will, just about every Wednesday. And, and I love it when a 30 year veteran is in the class and later sends me an email that says that was awesome that was exactly what i needed today wow and that's great <clears throat> we have a few newer people but and we tell them hey these classes are not for new people these are you'll pick up some stuff sure but if we can help brokers um, do a better job of adding value to their relationship with their clients and we can add value to their career then we're helping people and that's really what it's all about that's where we get most of our enjoyment. I uh, I love that you mentioned that, Bruce, and hopefully everybody picked that up as well. It's just, you know, starting back with, it's not about the money. Uh, it really is about how you're helping. And it's starting with consumers, you know, buyers, sellers, clients, friends, and family. But then you've taken it to another level with your position with your people, right? The agents that are in this office, they speak volumes about you and the growth yeah. and everything that's happened. What you do here is amazing. So... Uh, you know, and everybody out there watching knows just the, the reputation of your office and, and the people that are in it is just impeccable. Um, not only in the marketplace, but just out to the consumer. So that, that speaks volumes about that. And again, your why. I think that's really strong. It's, it's above us. It's more than that. So that's, that's really good stuff. Now, so I saw a quote, <clears throat> I think just yesterday, a Zig Ziglar quote. I can't remember who posted it. Okay. Um, you can have everything you want. If you help other people get everything they want. Yeah, sure. And, and our, our mission statement here is we achieve our goals by helping you achieve yours. Hmm. So that, for me, extends to all these brokers, our staff. It extends to our clients as well. If we help them achieve their goals, then we're satisfied. Everybody wins that way. Right. That's a true partnership. I, I love that. Okay, so let's go into uh, the the next question inside here, and you kind of there's already more questions. There, there's there's more, everybody. There's more, Bruce. I know we're almost there. <laughs> so I think that uh, you already touched on it slightly, 
going through this, but um, if you could look at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you might have added that took your business from one level to the next, what does that look like for you? Um, well, I would, I'll back up just a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah. The first real estate company that I worked at, a national firm, <clears throat> had about four offices in town, 120 people. Mm-hmm. I was there two years, roughly. Uh, the end of the first year, I was probably in the top three, and the end of the second year, I'm number one. And, and I didn't go interview around or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I went straight to Joe Clement and Remax Properties. And because I knew there, there were people that were a lot better than I was. Okay. I surrounded myself with people that were better. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that's going to make me better. I love that. And, and very shortly after I joined there, um, Larry Kindle was doing a real estate master's three-day deal in Denver. Okay. And Joe said, you should go to this. And I'm like, that cost how much again? Wow. <laughs> no, but Larry Kindle, huge impact. And okay. still today, he's, he is. Okay. And so the people that I've been exposed to, fortunate enough to be exposed to, um, you know, Larry Kindle, of course. I love David Knox. And yeah. he is just, he's just awesome. And there are others, certainly. Um, high quality individuals that encourage us, uh, train us, um, give us ideas about how to take care of people. Uh, Brian Buffini is awesome. Right. Um, there's a lot of these great guys around. And, okay. and so that's what's, I think, influenced me. I've been exposed to, to much of that. And, and I love that you, you shared that as far as a part of your greatness and success was surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals, but better, stronger, faster that can bring you with that. Um, it, it's kind of the old adage that everybody knows, guilty by association, top five, personal, professional, who you surround yourself with, that's who you become. Uh, I, I do want to address this beautiful BMW that's right here in the middle here, because I think that you address that um, earlier in here. This is uh, Bruce's race car, which I've had the uh, fortunate... Um, ability to actually see you race several times. I think it's fantastic. It's super exciting. I love cars as well. Not not to this level. I'm, I'm not there yet, everybody. But I think that, um, you know, when it comes down to surrounding yourself with great people, just as you said, whether it's tennis, whether it's business, whether it's race car driving, I think that that's super important for everybody to take away. Constantly surrounding yourself with those people. Try to give as much as you can, but learn. Be a sponge. Um, so that's great stuff. It, it's absolutely true. And, and um I started on a circle track that used to be here in town, and um, I think by the third year I won the championship, and you know then I tried to grow a little more, and then that track closed down. <clears throat> and I went to um, race with SCCA, which is road racing, people have heard of that, mm-hmm. and went to, the, I was used to having a lot of cars on the track, I, mean, I don't know if you can, probably can't see that, there's a you, Hopefully you guys of, can see a few of those back there. There's a picture up there in the corner um, at Colored National Speedway in Denver with about 25 open-wheel modifieds starting that main event. Wow. And that's what I love. I mean, this far apart, all the way around, yeah. we're going for it. And right next to it is a picture of me winning that race. So, nice. Um, nice. When, when I went, first went to, this is an illustration of business, I think, as well, in life. I first went to SCCA, and got into this class where they had a fair number of competitors, maybe a dozen on a regular basis. First year, I couldn't get any higher than fifth. Hmm. Second year, I started winning, uh, won the championship. And then the third year, I was undefeated, wow. except for one race. And I was like, that's <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> yeah. So then I started racing at Colorado National, and well, that's just, 
uh, just let's put it this way. I got beat real bad wow. okay. <laughs> for several years, okay. but that's what I wanted. It was several years before I won another main event, mm -hmm. but I didn't give up. I kept working through that because I wanted to get there, and sure. I eventually did. Well, um, and then we quit uh, racing a couple years after we opened the company to really focus on the company, but right. I surrounded myself with people that were so much better than I was, and that helped me to get better, and eventually I got there. Huge. And so, whether it's sports, um, you want to get better with your family, read family books, listen to these family guys. Uh, in your faith, um, listen to a pastor that challenges you, that speaks the truth from the Word, that challenges you. Uh, not just somebody that tells you what you want to hear. Sure. Um, that's no good. Right. It's but, not going to help you grow. Exactly right. Exactly right. So... Um, so in racing again, we started to race again last year, and um, fortunately bought, had an opportunity to buy that awesome car that was well prepared and yeah, ready yeah. to go. So I just had to work on the nut behind the wheel <laughs> instead of the car, and we're racing with a group called NASA, uh -huh. and Sharon's gotten really involved too. She goes, we make a three-day weekend out of it usually, and it. Uh, she brings stuff and makes lunch, and a lot of guys come by our trailer and hang out and yeah. eat lunch. and. It's been great fun. It's a great group of people, mostly professionals, um, and and uh, done some real estate business for most people I've met at the racetracks. There so you go, pleasure and, and business and inside. It's and I'm no good at golf, so like, you know, <laughs> this is better than golf. It is. But let's be honest, everybody. Sorry for the golf lovers, but a race car, come on. I thought about getting a bumper sticker on the back that says I'm not playing golf. <laughs> <laughs> Slap it on that. That'd be beautiful. Anyway, uh, so. well, th that's great advice for everybody. So hopefully you took that down. This is really, really good stuff. Surround yourself with better, smarter people always in every way. I think that's perfect. So let's go into the deeper portion of this interview in the series is the challenge question, Bruce. So everybody deals with challenges. Extra in credit. That's right. For extra credit, everybody, leave the sunglasses on if you need to, Bruce. But if you could um, look at your life, and pick or choose a challenge that you might have dealt with, that you overcame, that made you a stronger man because of it. What does that look like for you? And, and the, the precursor is we all deal with challenges every day. Um, some are major and some are minor, but whether it's in the past, now, or in the future, we all have them. Um, but I think it's not so much what happens, but how we overcome them that really matters. So feel free to share whatever you're comfortable with. Well, <clears throat> you're right. We all have our challenges, whether it's loss of loved ones, broken relationships, uh, missed opportunities, mm -hmm. um, financial distress. We all have our challenges. Um, and I heard a pastor recently and really liked this guy because really, actually I don't like him because he challenges me. <laughs> so he but, does like uh, him. He doesn't, he does. It's a love-hate. It is. And But anyway, it was... Um, <clears throat> And we've all heard this message. God did not promise that we would not have trouble. But he promised he'd walk through it with us. Um, when, you know, in that psalm, David talks about walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. God didn't take him out of there, but he went through it with him. And so that's what we have to really rely on. That's We're not to be like those that have no hope. Mm -hmm. Because we do have hope. And we know that I heard this recently on the radio, too. Yeah. Um, are you going to worry or are you going to trust God? Because you can't do both. 
Do you really think about that? It makes a lot of sense. Um, we believe that he's in control. Um, and so we trust him. And so I would say the biggest thing for me, um, to not get too personal about relationships and sure. lost loved ones, is financially. Okay. <clears throat> I left home shortly after high school. Friends said, come to California. So I, I think I had one suitcase and about 20 bucks and, oh, you can stay with us. Okay. And I didn't have a guitar at that point or anything. And boy, it was tough. Um, the people that invited me to stay with them, well, there was things going on there that I didn't care for. So I ended okay. up meeting some other folks in that apartment area and staying with them. Couldn't find a job. Um, wow. I started going to, I don't even know if they still exist. I've seen they do, the daily labor pool. So you show up in the morning at 6 o'clock and hope to get a job, unskilled labor, wow. that day, doing something, <laughs> um, anything. Okay. And, and then eventually, and they pay you in cash at the end of the day. Hmm. Eventually I got my own one-room apartment with a bathroom down the hall, wow. two-burner hot plate, and I remember I, I eventually had enough money to buy a car. It was an old car blue smoke behind it you know stuff okay like that. yeah funny but if you go to the daily labor pool with a car because they have this like window up there okay. you know and they'll say who's got a car and I'll, i got a car if i got a car i know i'm getting the job that day unreal and i can take five guys with me hmm. so here we go eventually i got a regular job but got tired of california came to colorado um and then uh, got a regular job in Denver for a while, okay. and then just started working on music uh, to the point where I could do that full time. Wow. But that, um, I remember in those tough days in LA, um, I worked on a junk truck with a guy hmm. to help him. They'd pick up, you know, old washing machines, whatever, haul it to the dump, scrap metal, and then at night, uh, he had this, it was down in the Watts area, and he had this older house, it's what they called an after-hours club. Hmm. We started playing music about two in the morning, wow. and I brought a guitar from him, and I got to play, and um, I saw some people in some pretty desperate situations, and I was able to, um, you know, work my way out of that, mm -hmm. and, you know, get to where we are by, by hard work. Yeah. Um, and I think it all comes down to work ethic and desire. You know, um, that burning desire we've heard about. Right. That's that's it, I guess. I, I think that um, the, there's a lot of huge notes for everybody to take away into that. And thanks for sharing, Bruce, because it's not easy to kind of, you know, air out issues or, or anything that we've dealt with in our life. And when it comes to finance, looking at it from that perspective, uh, you know, really humbling and, and really appreciative of obviously what we have today. But I think that you didn't let some something like that defeat you. You figured out a way, you kept working, you kept grinding and moving forward. And I, I think that that's a note for everybody. If you're in a situation uh, of financial insecurity or you find yourself in a tough spot, find a way to work harder. Get in front of people who can change that. And, and But nothing's gonna take away from that, that work ethic, um, that drive and determination, I think so. And this is thrown around a lot, um, but talent is overrated. You can outwork anybody. Right. Um, so I think that that's a really, really good note for everybody to, to take away. Well, and <clears throat> just to clarify in case I left something out there, I had a good relationship with my parents, mm -hmm. and they were hard workers. They were still in Florida. Um, 
but I didn't want to go home with my tail between my legs. Right. So I wanted to work my way to at least some sort of stability, mm -hmm. and and so that'll get you there. Um, talent is overrated. I hate that commercial that says talent is equally distributed. Okay. What a crap. <laughs> That's not true. If that was true, yeah. I would sing like Justin sings. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> My friend Justin, man, he can sing. But uh, talent is not equally distributed. Right. You know, there's opportunity out there, but different people have different talents in different areas. But for sure. Um, anyway. Yeah, I, I think that's well said. And thank you for sharing that, Bruce, because it's not easy to do. So let's go to a slightly softer question for everybody out there. Um, it's actually one of my favorites. So if you could go back in time and give younger Bruce a piece of advice or two at any age range, what would you say to your younger self, Bruce? Um, <clears throat> Stop messing around with those cars and guitars and get to work. <laughs> don't say that. Come on. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> um, I've heard you ask that question before, and I, I don't really know what I would say. I mean, I think um, that surround yourself with people that are better, and, mm -hmm. I, and looking back, I've tried to do that. Okay. Um, when I first started playing music, I tried to be around people that were better than I was, which mm -hmm. wasn't difficult, actually. Okay. But um, I think that, more than anything... Um, I can't really look back and say, well, I shouldn't have spent so much time doing this or that or the other thing because all of it has contributed to who I am today. Agreed. So Agreed. And, and so, and I, I love the note of surrounding yourself that way, and I don't think you can start that at, at early enough. I, I mean, I, I, I think that's a the good note <clears throat> yeah. for everybody to take away is, you know, young Bruce, young Greg, everybody in between who, I think that's great advice to take away is just please surround yourself with those people in your field, what you're trying to do and accomplish. And, and don't take no for an answer. Keep going and doing that. So that, that's really good advice, not just for young Bruce, but everybody watching this. Uh, so let's go into the uh, next portion. I need portion. more bourbon. Here. Yes, I, that, that's a straight bourbon, by the way. There's no tea in there. You know, there's, a, there's a bag. Uh, this is a really good one, and a lot of the uh, viewers of the show really enjoy this particular one because they want to learn like the Titans learn. What are you uh, feeding your mind, you know, on a daily basis, you know, when it comes to books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to, or influence on social media? What does that look like for you? Well, um, first off, <clears throat> I really appreciate you offering me the opportunity to be one of your titans. Cause I'm on it, Bruce. I'm because, on it. Because I don't think I am. I think the only thing that makes me any good at what I do is the people around me. Um, I have people around me that are a lot better than I am. And and so, <clears throat> things have influenced me. The only, in recent memory, the only book I've read consistently is the Bible. Okay. Um, but also, um, I love Dave Ramsey, mm -hmm. Total Money Makeover. Um, one came out from uh, Chris, uh, what's his name? Um, I'll think of it. Okay. Um, he's a Dave Ramsey guy. Okay. And it's called Retire Inspired. Uh, don't get any ideas. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. <laughs> but if you read that book, it begins at an early age. Like when you first start working, this is where you plan your retirement. Wow. Not, not later. Sure. And so, um, I'm sorry I can't think of his name, but so I've read a couple books by Dave Ramsey. I read okay. Frank Finelli's book. Okay. Good book. Yeah, fellow um, Titan, shout out to Frank. <laughs> creating an awesome workplace, and Frank is 
really a great, great friend. Uh, many years ago, uh, we were in the same office together. Oh, okay. <clears throat> before he went to Shields and before I went to Remax. Hmm. So, um, Anyway, yeah, great guy for sure. He is, yeah. Um, and there's a lot of good stuff inside there. So just as everybody knows, I'll put uh, links in the comments down below so everybody can find those books, right. follow along, and kind of feed their mind like Bruce right. does. But um, I, I think that that consistent note throughout the interview has been fantastic. Is you're surrounding yourself with so many people and putting those pieces of the puzzle together to create what you've created thus far. It is a team effort. No one does it alone. So I, I think that that's consistent for everybody. Um, out there is to learn and grow together. Um, so it is, and that's, <clears throat> that's what I love about this environment um, at, at our office is that, you know, I can walk down the hall in any direction and find somebody with a lot of experience mm -hmm. and ask them anything, because I do. I say, what do you think about this? Sure. You know, what do you think about that? And I need that input and that support. We have a good leadership team here. We have, it's a really cool idea um, that I got from a guy in Denver. It's called the Remax Assistant, I'm sorry, the uh, Broker Assistance Hotline. Hmm. <clears throat> we have one phone number we give to all of our people. Call that one number, it rings six people at once wow. on our leadership team. So any one of those six that answers that phone can answer your question. Hmm. And I'll, I'll watch it, you know, I'll start ringing, and usually by the second ring somebody's grabbed it. So hmm. I really like that. We have some really experienced, very knowledgeable people on that, and hmm. I think it's really good. Yeah. And, and I need help, I need to ask opinions, I need to ask advice, and so you surround yourself with these people and you can do that. And then once in a while I can offer an opinion or some help as well. Sure. So. And, and I think that's great uh, for the energy and the communication through the offices. And whether you're new or seasoned, I mean, everybody appreciates that, right? Because right. you're just constantly asking, hey, what do you think about this? Getting opinions and feedback is crucial. Um, for business. So Bruce, this has been a fantastic interview. You've absolutely nailed it. So much advice all the way throughout this. Hopefully everybody's appreciating this, but we'll wrap everything up with a final question. I know, gosh, one more. Here we go. I should have brought my glasses. Uh, so at the, at the end of the, at the end of the day, Bruce. Carefully you'll cut your ear off of those. <laughs> Here we go. Um, so when it comes down to it, if you could sum up your uh, professionalism, you as a man, you as a brand with a quote, or a mantra that you might live by. Uh, what does that look like for Bruce Betts? Well, I do think it's that mission statement we talked about. It's um, we achieve our goals by helping other people achieve theirs. That's really the bottom line. That's Love what it. we do. Love it. And I think that that's a beautiful way to sum up you and, and this interview all the way through. It's it's so true, Bruce. And I really appreciate you taking the time. You are an official real estate titan, my thanks, friend. Thanks, Greg. Um, thank you so much. So everybody, thanks so much for your time and attention, love and support. Really appreciate you. Um, as always, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, a different titan, a different location. We'll catch you on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Look at those glasses back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>